Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated, an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. Did you get to watch the Masters? Scotty Scheffler, 69-67-71-71, wins by three strokes over Roy McIlroy. Scotty Scheffler wins $2.7 million. He also gets a sterling silver replica Masters trophy, the gold medal, and he got a crystal vase for the day's low score, that 67 in round two. Roy McIlroy gets the sterling silver solver that goes to the runner-up, a silver medal. He also got a crystal vase for the day's low score, that being the 64 he shot on Sunday, and a pair of crystal highball glasses for his eagle in round four on hole number 13. It was kind of dramatic how he finished the round, holding his bunker shot from the right side of the 18th green for a birdie to get to that 64 number. Scotty Scheffler, he struggled on 18, though, four putting the final hole to win, but it's okay when you have that big of a margin and he had a lot of cushion to where he was able to do that. How about Ted Scott, the caddy for Scotty Scheffler? His third time being the caddy of the Masters winner, obviously the two times before when Bubba Watson won the green jacket. Scotty Scheffler, now with four wins in just 57 days, if you want a hot golfer, the world's number one golfer is extremely hot right now, and that is Scotty Scheffler. When we come back, I sit down with the athletic director at the University of Arkansas, Hunter Yurichek. Everything's on the table, but we do talk a lot of golf. I want to tell you about our friends at Blackman Auctions. They've got the big Tom Salmon auction coming up May 19th in North Little Rock. Go to their website, blackmanauctions.com, for more information. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary Powerful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. 
Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success, not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. Recently, I had a chance to travel up to Northwest Arkansas and sit down and talk with the athletic director of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Hunter Urichek. Everything was on the table, from top golf coming to Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium to having to let go of Chad Morris and hiring Sam Pittman. But we do talk a lot of golf, including during COVID and who his fantasy foursome might be. On the tee, Hunter Urichek. Hunter Urichek, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. Now, I talked to Kevin Trainer to set this up, and in the text exchange from him, he said, Hunter has told me about two to three times, I'm not a good golfer. I don't know why Trey wants me on his golf podcast. Uh, that would be a true statement, Trey. <laughs> I am not a good golfer. Um, I don't have a great deal of time to commit to the game. I love the game. I enjoy playing when I get a chance to play. Just uh, with my lifestyle in college athletics, it's not afforded me time to really go out and work on my game. But you might want to thank a golfer for your position here at Arkansas as the uh, athletic director. There's no doubt. Um, you know, uh, Stacy's husband, Garrett, was the women's golf coach at the University of Houston. And Garrett and I and Stacy had developed a great relationship while I was there. And uh, Stacy was appointed to the search committee uh, when this athletic director search that ultimately ended up with me being um, afforded the opportunity to, to be the director of athletics. And so uh, I'm definitely thankful to Stacy Lewis and, and Garrett for their friendship and Stacy's role in helping me at least get my foot in the door uh, for the director of athletic search here at the University of Arkansas. And talk about an ambassador for women's golf, not just at the University of Arkansas, but women's golf in general. I mean, she was named the captain of the Solheim Cup team this year. That's the top of the top in women's professional golf that you can get. Yeah, she she leads by example both in her uh, professional life and her personal life. And now that her and Garrett have their first child, and uh, Garrett was telling me how she takes the, the child on the uh, their daughter on the, the the tour with her, and there's daycare that the tour provides for the moms on the tour, and um, she leads by example in that way, and how she's a mom and how she's a wife, and then obviously she leads on the golf course and just a phenomenal golfer, both in her collegiate career as a national champion and, and on the LPGA tour. Before we get too far into golf and, and how you enjoy the game, the success of Razorback Athletics up here right now, I believe, is at an all-time high. And it seems like every sport, every head coach, every assistant coach, every student athlete, they're all working as one. Yeah, we, we have a moniker that we try to live by day in and day out, and it's one Razorback, that uh, we all work under the same umbrella. We have 19 different sports, 19 really kind of sub-brands within the Razorback athletic brand. 
but our coaches have bought into being supportive of each other that their success will help a, another sport have success and we've truly seen that happen i mean for years our track and field and our baseball programs were really carrying the flag for the razorback athletic program they continue to have a hand on that flag there's no doubt with the, the success that those two programs are having but now you bring along our men's basketball program our women's basketball program our softball program of course our football program what our men's and women's golf teams have been doing for several years under brad and shauna's leadership our gymnastics program with, with jordan weber we have so many of our programs that um, are reaching a high level of success and i mean colby hale with our women's soccer program i mean i can go on and on and i'm sure gonna, i'm gonna forget somebody and they're gonna remind me i forgot them <laughs> forgot them but uh, there's so many of our sports i think right now as i added up we have had 12 teams this year that at some point in time during their season have been ranked in the top 10 nationally that's amazing and that's out of 19 sports programs. Yeah, when you think about that, I mean, the fans around the state, if they don't realize how good they have it right now, they really need to take a step back and look at the big picture. It's really, really good right now. It's really, really good, and we're doing it in the best athletic conference in the country. There, there's SEC schools that have similar or greater resources than we have. They have similar coaching staffs that are pushing their student-athletes when they have student-athletes that are working just as hard as our student-athletes. So to have that level of success across our department within the Southeastern Conference is just incredible. I want to go back to side of the football field. I'm not going to say the game. You and I had a conversation. You had a tough decision to make. You had to get rid of Chad Morris. It just was not working out. You bring in Sam Pittman. Your assessment of what Sam Pittman has done since that time? Well, he's changed the culture of our football program first and foremost. He's created a culture where the young men in that locker room love playing the game of football again. And that was probably the biggest thing. You can talk about the wins and losses, but these young men invest so much of their time and energy and effort and blood, sweat, and tears to be in college football players that you want them to have a great experience, especially on Saturdays when they're competing. And what I saw at the end of that uh, 2019 season is our young men were not having fun playing the game of football and being a part of our football program. And Sam has changed that culture. Our kids enjoy playing football again, and you can see that on Saturdays, the way they fly around the field, the way they support each other, how they compete on each and every play. Um, It's just incredible what he's done with the culture, and by changing that culture, and that's a buzzword people use, but he truly has changed it. It led to a nine-win season last year. It led us to being very competitive in just what was a three-win season during that SEC-only schedule during our COVID year. And you look at the three major sports, you haven't had to tinker with baseball at all Dave Van Horn's a staple but you go to basketball and you bring in Eric Musselman and he's only taking you to back-to-back sweet, uh, sweet 16 and elite eights sure and that's you know that was I, I've said time and time again one of the toughest decisions I've had to make in my entire athletic administration career was to let Mike Anderson go Mike Anderson is a great man he is a great basketball coach but I thought he had reached a plateau of what he was going to be able to do for our basketball program at the University of Arkansas and we needed an infusion of energy into our basketball program and this basketball program deserved to be on the national map again because that's where Arkansas basketball belongs and Eric Musselman has done that he's infused that with energy because he's one of the most energetic people I've ever been around and I mean look at the top two 
recruiting class. Most of the polls have us as the way too early polls, and they are way too early, <laughs> but they have us at, you know, at number one next year. That's out of respect for Eric Musselman and the job he's done because our roster on the team is going to look dramatically different than the roster this year. That's just what college basketball is in this day and age. The NIL, the transfer portal, is it getting out of hand? Absolutely. It's not getting out of hand. It is out of hand. Yesterday, there were over 1,500 football players in the portal, over 2,800 men's basketball players in the portal, and over 1,600 women's basketball players in the portal. That's just Division One, And those are young men and women that are looking for a new home, not only to play their sport, but to continue their college education. And we're yet to see the impacts of that, uh, the, the transfers and what that has on the academic component of college athletics name image and likeness i'm really proud of our flagship program here and i feel like we are continuing to do it the right way our student athletes have generated over 1.5 million dollars in legitimate name image and likeness agreements name image and likeness the way it was intended to be Uh, we don't have a quote-unquote collective out there like other schools those are being used as recruiting inducements. And so we I don't know how we fix name, image, and likeness in the transfer um, portal, but we've got to, as athletic administrators, figure out a way to change that for the good of our industry. When you look at golf, and this is a golf podcast, obviously, from the short grass, 2019 hosting the men's and women's national championship at the Blessings Golf Club that Mr. John Tyson built, and uh, it's phenomenal golf course. Having Maria Fossey walk up that 18th hole and have people calling the hogs, when I had Shauna on, she said that was the most cool moment because you know about calling the hogs in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium, Baum Walker Stadium, Bud Walton Arena, but to have it at the Blessings on a golf course was kind of special. It, it was uh, an incredible moment. I agree with with Shauna. One of the most incredible things I've seen because a golf course is uh, you know very somber atmosphere, very quiet, and uh, to see Shauna and Maria walking up the 18th fairway to the 18th green and several hundred Razorback fans surrounding that 18th green calling the Hogs was really really cool. And then to see Maria hit that putt and win the national championship in front of her home fans on her home course was really, really cool. What did it mean to you as an athletic director to see that? Well, <clears throat> what it meant to me is uh, Maria is just one of those personalities um, that you just gravitate to, and her and I had developed a, a really cool relationship because of the person that she is. Uh, she opens herself up. She has fun. She jokes with you. And it was really special for me. She was one of the first student athletes at the University of Arkansas that I developed a bond with. And so it was really cool for me to see that happen for her. And I knew how much that meant to her. I knew how much that meant to Shauna. And I knew how much that meant to Mr. Tyson mm-hmm. because he had that same relationship with Maria probably tenfold because of he'd been here a little bit longer and seen her grow as a young woman and a young golfer, and he'd invested in the blessings for just that moment to see the Razorbacks either win the team title or an individual title. You talk about that relationship 
is it the same with every athlete? I mean, is, is your door always open to them? My door is always open to every student athlete. We have 465 student athletes. Some are more willing to come into the athletic director's office than others. Some just have that personality. Some want to learn about athletic administration and want to talk to me about the career and my career path and how we got there. Some just want to come and, and talk and visit. I have a candy dish that's sitting on my, my table there, and that's really for, for student athletes so they feel comfortable coming into to the office. But um, I feel like you know I've got three biological children of my own, but I have 465 other children uh, that I thank the world of and want to have a great experience as student-athletes. COVID hit in 2020. Was that the most difficult time in your professional career to try and navigate through that as it looks like we're kind of making the turn and coming out of it? It, it was for sure because you, you, we all received very little direction you know, that was what the challenging thing. I'm, I'm not a medical professional. Um, I don't know um, the research behind the scenes analysis of COVID and what we should and shouldn't do. And you just, you tried to make decisions that you felt with the information that you had as an athletic administrator that first and foremost were in the best interest of your student athletes and their health and well-being. And if we we're going to bring our student athletes back, well, gosh, it had to be in that health and well-being of our staff and our coaches that we're going to obviously have to be in place to bring our student athletes back so that they can practice and compete and train and so you you felt a, a great burden as an athletic administrator because you had so many people looking to you for hey what is that next step what are we going to do next what are we supposed to do how are we going to get through that and, um, you know, our head coaches did an incredible job. Our student athletes did an incredible job. I, we've competed since COVID started in what was that, March of 2020. We mm -hmm. shut down, and then we kind of cranked it back up in the fall of 20. Over 500 events successfully. We've had a couple that we have postponed, but there's not been one event that we were scheduled to compete in through COVID that's been canceled. And that's a testament to our head coaches and our student athletes and following the plan that we put in place to make sure they had the ability to compete. I want to take you back to the Blessings Golf Club and the fact that hosting the national championship, but then COVID hits, and then the SEC Network, Brad McMakin, the men's coach, and Shauna Taylor get together and with Mr. Tyson, they come up with the Blessings Collegiate, and it's televised on the SEC Network. In the middle of COVID, when people can't get out, they can't do a whole lot, how big was that also to help showcase bringing all SEC schools here to compete? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're showcasing our home course and our, our home facility and our practice facility. And uh, the beauty of that, and it, what a recruiting tool for Brad and Shauna to use that was really, in a sense, free. I mean, somebody paid for it. Mr. Tyson mm -hmm. made a significant investment to make sure we had that. But for our men's and women's golf programs, that, that was free. And for, for SEC golf as well to put that together. And now you're seeing tournaments like that, similar types of formats, popping up on the Golf Channel um, each and every fall because uh, it started here with the, the, the tournament at the Blessings, and uh, now it's evolving because of it was a kind of a made-for-TV event with the, the men's and women's teams competing simultaneously like they did. And you have the uh, Jackson T. Stevens Cup that Warren Stevens took to the Elotion Club last fall. It's going to be at Seminole uh, coming up this year in the fall. 
and Arkansas got to take their men's and women's teams yeah, down there. Don't we have some beautiful golf courses here in the state of Arkansas? Yes. When you talk about a lotion and you talk about the blessings, I mean, just two phenomenal courses. You'd never think that in the state of Arkansas. And there's some other great courses as well in our state, but those two that you just mentioned are just phenomenal. How many times you played the lotion? I've played out there one time. That's it? That's it. One time. Yep. My boys and I actually went out there last summer to play. How'd you play? Uh, for the first time. What'd you think? Um, you know, I will tell you one thing I've learned. Having a caddy is invaluable to your golf game, especially the first time you're playing a course. Like having a caddy tell you, especially after they learned my somewhat uh, challenged golf game, uh, <laughs> you know, what clubs I should use on what hole and, you know, what the distance is and kind of where you should try it to, with your approach, which is especially important. Um, at Elotion, I think you can get off the tee fairly well, but it's that second shot that's going to make or break you at the Elotion and having a caddy there is big. Like I'm going to shoot – in the high 90s, low 100s, if I'm having a really good day. Right. So, And having a caddy helps you have a good day. And no doubt about it. Well, any day at a lotion, you're going to have a good day, I would think. Yeah. I just gave my golf game away with that score right there, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm brutally honest to a fault. You can always improve, though, I can. Hunter. I, well, can I can definitely improve. improve. There's no doubt. You were telling me, too, before we started uh, discussing and, and sitting down for the interview that, during COVID, you and your sons would go out and play the Blessings quite often. Yeah, so I've got three boys, uh, 17 to 25, and as we were looking for things to do to get out of the house, um, we would go play golf together out at the Blessings. Mr. Tyson um, afforded us that, that opportunity, and it was just a great experience for a father and his three sons to ride around and play that beautiful course. And I think I also shared with you, I learned quickly that I was going to lose a number of balls out there, right. so I stopped losing the expensive balls and I would stop at the local golf store and get the go to the bucket of balls out in front and get, you know, a bag full of fifty cent balls. So was it you got tired of going to Coach McMakin and saying, Hey, I need another dozen or the fact that you just don't want to go talk to him anymore? Well I think Coach McMakin got tired of saying, Where are all those golf balls? <laughs> well, you go you're gonna find them out there somewhere. <laughs> when your guys got a razor back yeah, on it. When your guys are out there and of course they're gonna find those golf balls for sure, right? And uh, <laughs> so I I think he got tired of me coming to him. Yeah. When you look at uh, the success that he's had here, winning the SEC championship last year, and obviously they're gearing up for that again. I mean, they've got a stacked team, and Sean has had success as well winning the SEC. I mean, the sky's the limit here, is it not? It is for, for all of our sports. I mean, that, that the sports like men's and women's golf, uh, track and field, indoor and outdoor, cross country have proven – that you can win championships here. And they opened the door for our soccer program to do that and believe that they could do that for our softball program to believe that they could do that for a gymnastics program to believe that they could do that. And that's why I said earlier, those sports were carrying the flag for us for a while. Track and field, men's and women's golf, and our baseball program. And they're continuing, to, again, to have a, a hand on that flagpole, but other sports now have a hand on that same flagpole and are carrying that flag proudly. You're going to have other events inside Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium than just football. Garth Brooks is coming up, but Top Golf is coming to Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Yeah, they've got their collegiate and kind of uh, iconic football stadium tour. Uh, they started that a couple of years ago, and they've identified Razorback Stadium as one of those stadiums. And so we're going to set up 
those uh, top golf bays in the north end zone on the SEC club level, a little bit of platform, and then they'll put those targets down on the field, and you'll be able to come, and there'll be, you know, the full-service top golf experience there in the SEC club with some food and, and beverages, and then you can come rent a bay for an hour at a time for six people and go out into the stadium and hit golf balls. As the AD, can you and I, can we get up there one day before they let everybody else yeah. in and try it out? Top golf is tailor-made to my golf game because you can just <laughs> sit there and put the ball on the tee and hack away. So, yes, for sure. And, yeah. and, and having a top golf close by, how does that help with the athletes and give the, the coaches team bonding exercises where they can go up to Rogers? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've taken our senior staff up to Top Golf and we've rented a bay one afternoon after some strategic planning exercises and just gone up there and bonded. I know our teams have. And it's a great sales point because you come to a college town and you don't expect to have those types of experiences that you have here in Northwest Arkansas, like a Top Golf, like the a Walmart amp, like the Walton Art Center, like the Crystal Bridges Museum, like the 45 to 50 miles of running and biking trails that we have here. I mean, this area, Fayetteville is a great college town, but when you expand up to Rogers and Bentonville, there's so much that this area offers that people just don't know about. You talk about the coaches and the athletes, the people that contribute to this university and this athletic department. I mean, we're sitting in the JB and John L. Hutt family baseball facility, and this is tremendous. How are you able to keep it going? Because of the incredible people across our state and across our region that believe in what we're doing and have believed for a long time, long before I got here um, in Razorback Athletics and want to support us. I mean, we have 170 suites in Razorback Stadium that are sold out. We have 42 in Bud Walton that are sold out. We have 30 here in Baumwalker Stadium that are sold out. We're sold out on season tickets here in Baumwalker Stadium. We sold out on season tickets in Bud Walton for men's basketball. We sold out two football games. We drew 10,000 people to Bud Walton for gymnastics. We have sold out soccer games. And so it's our fan base. It's just unbelievably special how they support not just our football and men's basketball teams, but all of our programs across the board. And then they give generously of the discretionary income to make sure that we continue to have success. And this state is like no other. We, we don't have another Power 5 team in the state. We don't have any professional sports teams. Everybody gravitates to the Arkansas Razorbacks. And people across the state have been incredibly generous in giving to the foundation and buying season tickets for all of our sports, attending and supporting our student-athletes. And that's the reason we're able to do it where we can do and to have that success. We're a self-sustaining athletic program. We don't get a dollar from the university. We don't get a dollar from students. We don't get a dollar from the state of Arkansas. Everything that we spend on our student athletes and their success comes from generous people across this state. Best golf course outside of the state of Arkansas that you've ever played. I, got, I had the opportunity to go out and play out at Pebble Beach uh, last year, and that's just a cool experience being out there and playing that course. The wind doesn't help a golf game like mine. Probably doesn't help many golf games, but that was a, a really cool experience being out to, to go out yeah. to Pebble Beach and that's play awesome. out there. That's awesome. If you could have a fantasy foursome, living or deceased, three other golfers play with you, who would it be? Oh, like professional golfers or just, just hack-away golfers? Anybody. Hack-away golfers, former presidents, living presidents, past presidents. I mean, anybody. Yeah, people you'd want to have conversations with and play golf with. I, I mean, 
um, I've tried to, I've done a lot of reading on John Wooden. I would love to play around a golf with John Wooden. I don't even know if Coach Wooden played golf, but just uh, to play golf with him, just to talk and uh, kind of bend his ear on golfing. Um, I don't know if he'd fit in this group, but, you know, love to play golf with John Daly because I think John <laughs> Daly would have fun. You know, John yeah. Daly, John Wooden, you know, he had two contrasts. But I think John uh, Daly just going to go out there and have fun. Yeah. Right? He's going he's gonna to have a great time uh, playing is golf. John, is John going to have his shoes on or his shoes off? Oh, he's probably going to be in flip-flops, and he's going to be hitting it. Uh, he's going to be teeing it up on a beer can and hitting <laughs> it off there. And Trey, and Trey, I'll bring you along uh, for the ride Are on that one. How, how about that foursome? You, me, John Daly, and John Wooden. That's awesome. <laughs> I would love that. That so, would be Well, something. I know I know we could probably get three of those done. The other one would be a miracle. The right? other one would be a miracle. <laughs> three of them, yes, probably could, so. but the other one would be a miracle. Hunter, thanks so much for thanks. sitting down with me. I know you were a little apprehensive because – as you say, you're not a good golfer, but you can always get better. Yeah, I threw out my high 90, low 100 <laughs> score out there, so <laughs> I'm not uh, underselling my golf game. No, not at all. Thanks so Trey, much. thank you. And uh, congratulations on all the success up here and AD of the year as well. I mean, it's well-deserved. Well, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you having me on. My thanks to Hunter for taking some time out of his extremely busy schedule and sitting down with me for that interview. While I was in Favo, I got a chance to stay at the Staybridge Suites right across the street from Baum Walker Stadium. The crew at Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, man, they really know how to manage hotel properties. So if you're looking for a great place to stay when you're in Northwest Arkansas, check out the Staybridge right by Baum Walker Stadium. We're back after this. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Get ready for another exciting once-in-a-lifetime auction. On May 19th at 4 p.m., we will be selling 100 acres in the heart of North Little Rock to help settle the estate of Tom Salmon. We will be selling 19 lots from residential, commercial, and acreage. The bulk of this property is located on McCain Boulevard, about a mile from McCain Mall. It has taken a family decades to build this incredible portfolio, and you will have the chance to buy it all in one night. For more information, go to BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time Time you visit El Dorado. That'll do it for this edition of From the Shortgrass. I'll leave you with this master's quote from Gene Saracen. You don't come to Augusta to find your game. You come here because you've got one. The next time you're on the course when you find your ball mark, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you from the shortgrass. You've been listening to From the Shortgrass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. From the Shortgrass is brought to you by minnowsplus.com and Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.